You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Because Planet Shakers Church are yet to find out, and that's obviously really important that they find out before the whole life and breadth of the UK find out before them. So just make sure that we keep this in-house until we get the instructions from Pastor Glenn to let the whole world know that we are going to Geneva, which is incredible. And massive shout out to you guys in the house today, because not only did you show up for the 9.30 a.m. service, but you pushed through the marathon traffic today. Last week, we had 220 people in church, but it's funny what a marathon does to people's psyche and coming out to church the following Sunday. So we're here together today to encounter God. That is the bottom line today. Whether there's 300 in the room, whether there's 50 in the room, we together are here under the house of God to encounter the presence of God. And what I really love about expectation is this, is God's not limited to our expectations, but God loves to respond to our expectations. And I wonder today, what is your expectation in the house? Is this another Sunday for you where you crawled out of bed, just showed up and just happened to be here? Or is this an opportunity for you again to realize the power of the cross in your life, the calling that God has got on your life and what he's got for your family and your future? We're in our victorious series and we're not choosing to live under the status quo and culture's new norm of living as victims, but we're choosing to live victorious in Jesus. Because today, church, we are by His grace, by His goodness and by His cross, victorious. We live, we've got life, hope, abundance in Jesus. So the message I want us to preach on today, talk through is called, We Need to Talk About the Cross. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, we need to talk about the cross. We need to talk about the cross. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the message of the cross, catch this, is foolishness. It's a good job there's not a full stop there, right? Is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is what? It is the power of God. I want you just now to think back to a moment in your life where there's been a clear elephant in the room, an elephant in the room moment. When I think back some years ago to when Lysandra and I started dating, I remember meeting her family for the first time. Heading down to Bristol, they had hired out an Airbnb for the weekend and I drove down to go and meet Lysandra's family. Now, this isn't part of my story, but it's hilarious and I can't miss it, is when I arrived in Bristol, Lysandra opens the door of this Airbnb. There's about 10 steps up to the door and I remember looking at her open the door, her face lit up and my face lit up. It was epic seeing Lysandra and she came running down the stairs and about six steps in, Lysandra missed a step and came crashing down four steps onto her knees right in front of me. And I'm like, love, you're literally falling from me, aren't you? She was like, not quite like that. But I remember walking in, meeting her mom, sister, and our brother-in-law having an epic time. But the next day we went and we were 
looking around Bristol, having fun, hanging out. And we were in this museum and Lysandre, sister and brother-in-law were all at the shop. And it was just me and Lysandre's mum, Sonia. For the first time, we were on our own without anyone else around. And Lysandre's mum looks at me and says, you know, are you having fun? Is it great to see Lysandre? I'm like, yes, it's awesome. Having the best time. And the second question she ever asked me in my whole life was, what are your intentions with my daughter? Second question, ground, swallow me up, take me, I don't want to be here. And I rationalized it like this in my head. Either if I, you know, say there's no intention, she's going to think I'm a bit of a muppet. And why would I want my daughter to be with this muppet? He doesn't know where his life's going. But then I thought if I go on the other extreme and say, yeah, I'm, I'm in this for marriage. This is our third date. Sounds a bit intense, doesn't it? But what do I do? Oh, I'm going to marry your daughter. She looks at me. Her face is bright red, blushing, and goes, whoa, really? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and the family comes together. We walk out, and the whole way up this high street, her mum keeps saying, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And they don't know the conversation. They're like, you can't believe what? And there's me trying to change the conversation. Oh, that's really nice. That shop looks great, doesn't it? Look at that shape. It's beautiful. A moment, right, where there's been an elephant in the room and for Lysandre's mom, that question of what are your intentions for my daughter was an elephant in the room. Now, I reckon you've had loads of those moments as well. Maybe it's been in work where it's been a little bit awkward where your boss months ago has promised you a pay rise, you know, a promotion, but months have passed and it's yet to materialize but every time you're with them, it's like there's this elephant in the room. This, you know, elephant that's obvious, but nobody wants to talk about it. Maybe it's your wife has told you a million times, cut the grass, and you've kept forgetting. And now there's this elephant in the room, and the grass looks like one of the scenes from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where the kids would just get lost in the grass. It's that long. Elephant in the room moments. And the definition of an elephant in the room is this, is an obvious major problem or issue that people avoid discussing or acknowledging. Now, everybody loves the Christmas story because everybody loves baby Jesus. Man, what's not to love about baby Jesus? But the cross is this elephant in the room because we all love the story of a baby coming into the world, bringing hope for humanity. But the cross is the elephant because nobody likes the story of where a man, God who became flesh, had to go to the cross to pay the price for the sins of humanity. And the cross is confrontational because either the cross is exactly what the Bible says it is or it's total foolishness. And the cross causes us to have to make a decision decision to do something with it. Billy Graham says it like this, the cross is offensive because it directly confronts the evils which dominate so much of this world. And the danger for us today is that if we let the cross be the elephant in the room, do nothing with the cross, we'll not live in the power of the cross. And if we don't live in the power of the cross, then we'll, we'll never live in the victory of the cross. Everything today hinges on the cross. 
1 Corinthians 15, 14, Paul writes, and if Christ has not been raised, then what? Our preaching is useless. This is all a waste of time. Why am I on the microphone preaching it Sunday morning if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead? If he didn't, it's a waste of time. It's foolishness. And our preaching is useless. And guess what? So is your faith. It's pointless if Jesus didn't raise from the dead on the cross. Now, many wear the symbol of the cross as an awkward symbol of love that was actually intended by the Romans to be an instrument of torture and death. Many have the cross tattooed on their flesh, but haven't let the cross penetrate their heart. Many acknowledge the cross as a fashion symbol, but don't realize that through the cross, they can have hope because hope is available for all of humanity through the cross. And the cross is the ultimate confrontation, but it brings the ultimate hope, life, purpose, forgiveness, freedom, available at the cross. Everything today hinges on the cross. Audacious Church 930, we have to talk about the cross. There's three things I want to suggest about the cross today. And the first point is this, is the cross is first. The cross is first. Acts 4.12, salvation is found in who? In no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Paul goes on in Romans to say, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and acknowledge and believe that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Is that good news to somebody today sitting out there that through the cross, you've been saved? Or is it just a front row excited about the cross today? Come on. Thinking back to my first ever trip into Europe with my school, I was a young boy. We were going off to, I think it was a ski trip to Italy, the first trip. And we were so excited to go skiing. We had packed everything. Let me tell you, we had packed, you know, as a young boy, the important things in life, like your hair gel and your deodorant. And then let's face it, your parents pack everything else, don't they? But we had packed, you know, our hair gel, our deodorant. I had my passport, ticket, clothes, ski gear. Everything was all packed and ready to go. But I remember arriving at the airport and going through, you know, check-in. And the check-in agent at the desk asked you for your ticket and your passport. All smooth sailing for me, all good. And then it was my friend Curtis's turn. And as Curtis walks up to the check-in desk, you know, it was really the early hours of the morning. The flight was coming up really soon. The check-in agent said to him, let me see your ticket and your passport. He said, yeah, sure, no problem. Looks in his bag, has the ticket, but has no passport. And he looks at her, she looks at him, and he says, I'm gonna be able to get on the plane still. Yeah, she goes, without a passport, you're not getting on any plane, homeboy. So Curtis calls his parents who race across the city to try and get to the airport in time for the flight. But Curtis missed the flight because Curtis didn't have the passport. He had to get another flight out to Italy. It was devastating. Tears everywhere, right? It was, it was hilarious, but sad at the same time. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry, mate, but should have brought your passport. But the check-in agent said this, said, if you had forgotten anything else, it wouldn't have mattered. If you forgot your ticket, well, we can find you on the system. It's fine. If Curtis had forgotten his deodorant, 
He might have just smelled all week long, but he could still go to Italy on the trip. If Curtis had forgotten his hair gel, right, he wouldn't look good, you know, on the trip, but he could still go on the trip. But because he forgot his passport, he couldn't go on the trip because the passport was the most important thing to gain him access to the trip. And today, church, we can't afford to forget that the cross is the first and the most important thing in our life. And if you want to walk in victory today, the first thing you need in your life is the cross. The cross is first. The starting blocks of salvation are found in the cross. Now, a cross with no confession has no transformation in my life, and a confession with no cross has no power through my life. We all need the cross today, not just as an access point to become Christians and followers of Jesus, but we each need a revelation of the cross because through it comes our power and our authority as Christians and believers to witness to the world, to go to Blaken yesterday and meet 250 people that we didn't know through the power of the cross. Now, I bet you've heard this analogy as well. Oh, there's, there's a mountain and there's many paths to God. We're all on this journey up one mountain and there's many paths to get to heaven or get to God. There's the path of good works. Oh, if I'm just a, a good person that does good deeds, then I'll get to heaven one day. It'll be fine. Or there's a path of other religions. Oh, if I just follow a God when I get to heaven and find out who that is, I'm going to be fine. It's not going to matter. There's a path of being a good person. Oh, if I just do more good in life than bad, then the scales will tip in my favor and I'll get to heaven. It's fine. There's the path of spiritualism. If I just hold to the power of the universe, then karma will owe me one. Now, the problem with that is this, is Psalm 24 says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? The problem with that analogy is that Jesus isn't on that mountain because the mountain that he's on, he doesn't share. And the only way to access the Father is through relationship with Jesus. John 14 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody, that's nobody comes to the Father except through me, who today may come and ascend the mountain of the Lord. People who have made Jesus the Lord of their life. The cross is first. Salvation starts at the cross. Discipleship starts at the cross. Life starts at the cross. Freedom starts at the cross. Decision-making starts at the cross. Everything for us as Christians has to start at the cross. The cross is First, and the reason many of us aren't walking in victory is because we're not building on the foundation of the cross. Matthew 16 says this, Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you're Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
Now, why is this important to you today in 2021? Because it's on your revelation of the cross that Jesus builds your life upon. Peter says, you are Christ to Jesus. In other words, he's got revelation and he's made a confession. And Jesus says, you are Peter and on that rock, I'll build my church, not on the rock of who Peter is, but on the rock of his revelation and confession. What you need today, church, to live a victorious life is that foundation of the revelation and the confession of the cross. The cross is first. The second thing we have to understand about the cross today is the cross is from this day forward. The cross from this day forward. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it's the power of God. Now I think back to a moment that when from that moment on, everything changed. You had that moment where something happened in life and it was from that moment on, everything changed. When we got married almost three years ago, two and a half years to be exact, Lizandra told me off yesterday because I said three years, it's two and a half years. I remember standing at the altar waiting on Lizandra and let me tell you, I was the most nervous I've ever been in my whole life, right? I was shaking like a leaf. I was standing there and people were saying, Lee, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. All good. I'm really excited for, you know, I was nervous because it's on my wedding day. And I was that nervous that when Lizandri walks down the aisle looking beautiful and incredible, I started trying to have a conversation with her halfway down the aisle. I was like, hey, <laughs> like, hi, having this convo on the way down, like so nervous, right? But from that moment on to now and forever, everything has changed because of that moment, that confession, that decision that from that moment on, everything was different. We made a decision together once and that changed everything. And today, church, if we're gonna live in the victory of Jesus, if we're gonna live victorious, we have to choose the cross from this day forward. And the cross represents a junction moment, not just a junction moment for when you remember you made a decision for Jesus years ago, but there's a junction moment for us all right now. See, the cross is either foolishness to us right now, or the cross is the power of God. The cross is either foolish or it's the power of God. There's no middle ground. There's no middle mode. There's no waiting zone. It's either foolishness or the cross is the power of God. And I wonder today, are we living in the power of the cross or have we made the cross redundant and foolish in our hearts? Let me tell you today, plain preaching of a crucified and resurrected Jesus has more power than all of the oratory skill and philosophy that the world has to offer. Because today, the cross has the power of eternal life. The cross has the power to make the sick well. The cross has the power to forgive sins. The cross has the power of resurrection. The cross has the power to revive nations. And we can't live victorious unless we live in the power of the cross. 
And many of us today live in the knowledge of the power of the cross, but don't live in the actualized power of the cross. In other words, we know it in our head, but we don't experience it in our life. I know the power of the cross, but I'm still stuck in that pattern of sin. I know the power of the cross, but I'm still living in unforgiveness. I know the power of the cross, but I'm still not praying for people to be made well and saved. I know the power of the cross, but I've never taken that opportunity in work to tell someone about Jesus. Today, church, you can't let your circumstances, your situation, what you're going through, your life, your problem, your pain, dictate you the power of the cross because the cross has the power of life and death. Choose today, audacious church, the cross from this day forward. Whatever you're going through, choose the cross from this day forward. Whatever Goliath is in front of you, choose the power of the cross from this day forward. Catch this in Hebrews 11. says this, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose instead to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than all of the treasures in Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Moses wasn't living as a victim, but by choosing the cross, he was living victorious. Goes on to say, some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated, and the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. Yet they were all commended for their faith but none of them had received what they were promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, they would be made perfect. Not living as victims, but choosing the cross and living a victorious life. Come on, church, whatever we're facing today, let's not become victims and live in the victim narrative and be, woe is me, life sucks. It sucks for everybody at times. Let's be real, let's be raw, but by faith, let's choose the power of the cross that whatever we're facing, walking into, taking steps of faith, that we've got the same power that raised Christ from the dead living in us today, church, from this day forward. Choose the power of the cross. And the last thing today we have to remember is that the cross is final. The cross is final. Romans 6 says, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Now, I know you wouldn't think this looking at me, but when I was a young kid, I was shaky. Oh, I was one of those kids that was just, you know, hard work. Let's say it nicely, hard work. I was one of those kids growing up. And I remember that if I didn't get my own way growing up, 
I'd, I'd cause a bit of a tantrum, right? You know, the crocodile tears would start and it would just become a full-on screaming fest till I got my own way. Man, I needed Jesus at four years old. Let me tell you that, right? Just all about little Lee Brown at that time. And I remember I'd go into the shops and if I wanted something and my parents said no, uh, I tended to be with my mum, right? Because I knew how to play my mum off my dad, even at four years old, that, you know, if I cried enough to mum, she'd get me it. So I'd be in the shops, you know, crying, screaming. She'd say, no, you can't have five bags of sweets. What are you talking about? Rot your teeth. And then I'd get on the ground and scream and crawl and it would be embarrassing. Mum, like, here, have 10 bags of sweets. Just, just stop this. And I remember one time my granny, I was demanding a McDonald's, let's say. I wanted a McDonald's, but McDonald's didn't open on Sundays in Northern Ireland. And she had to drive me to McDonald's just to show me that the McDonald's was closed. So I'd, I'd shut up, right? That's how dramatic I was at four. But then when I tried the same thing with my dad, it didn't matter how much I screamed, how much I shouted, how much I got on. My dad would look me in the eyes as a father does and say, son, my decision is final. And at that moment, I packed up my stuff. That was it. You know, the crime was gone. The decision was final. Christ died for our sins once and for all. The cross is final. That means today to live a victorious life, you don't need to add anything to the cross. You don't need to add to the cross in order to live a victorious life because it's final. The cross is all you need to gain access in relationship with God. And because it's final, there's nothing else we need to add to it. And if death has no mastery over Jesus, and I'm a follower of Jesus, then death has no mastery over me because I am committed to Jesus, His ways, and to the cross. The cross is the beginning the middle and the end. When it comes to living a victorious life, you don't need to add to the cross. You don't need to add good luck to the cross. You don't need to add the lottery to the cross. You don't need to add all of these things to the cross because the cross is enough. Whatever you're facing today and going through, the cross is enough. Whatever problem, obstacle, sickness, situation, the cross today is enough. And in light of the cross, choose to live in victory. Don't look to other schemes. Don't look to other religions. Don't look to other New Age philosophy. Don't look to crystals and incense and shamans and the lottery. The cross is enough for you today. And the cross is final. And the cross is more than a feeling. The cross is a discipline. It's more than the goosebumps you get on a Sunday when you're in the presence of God. The cross is that Jesus has written you on the palm of His hand. You are secure in God. And if you're secure, that means even though the waves are going to tilt you and shake you and move you, your anchor is rooted and fixed in Jesus. That it doesn't matter what comes your way, you can't lose your salvation. Jesus doesn't stand, God doesn't stand with a big eraser ready to rub your name out of His hand when you do something wrong. Because the cross is enough. Today, church, I wonder if what you're facing and going through, you're, you're in the victim narrative or you're in the victory of the cross. All of us go through stuff in life. 
but the cross is all we need for life, victory, and godliness. This isn't a five-step plan to get you out of debt. We've got courses for that. This isn't a five-step plan to get your marriage right. We've got courses for that. This is to help you understand that whatever comes up against you in life, you've got the cross and therefore you've got victory in Jesus by the power of the cross. Right across this place, why don't you jump to your feet? We're gonna take a moment right now and we're gonna encounter God. Because it's great knowing the power of God, but if we're not actualizing it in our life, we're not living out the power of God, it's good for nothing. It's head knowledge. Great that Jesus changed your life, but there's a lost and dying world out there that needs you to carry the power of the cross into work tomorrow. There's a lost and dying world that needs you to carry the power of the cross into your family today. There's a lost and dying world that needs you to carry the power of the cross into your friendships today. Come on, if nothing is impossible for those that believe God, whatever it is that's impossible for you can be made possible through the cross. Don't look to the left, to the right. Fix your eyes on Jesus and understand that the cross is enough. The cross is first, the cross from this day forward, and the cross is final. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.